Welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is my guest for this week, Drew Stewart. This is minute number 67, and we'll be covering from 1 hour, 6 minutes, and 0 seconds to 1 hour, 6 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh, our minute starts uh, with uh, Trooper Wagner saying, it's the trick window, uh, once that is revealed. And our minute ends with uh, Benoit Blanc uh speculating that on the night of the party someone who did not want to be heard climbing those steps uh and we cut off so drew what are your thoughts on on what we've got here this is another amazing minute like (laughs) i cannot believe how good every minute of this movie is like Mm -hmm. uh, uh so in this minute we get actual legitimate detective work we also get mm-hmm. some some more fun like movie making techniques and it's just it's just another great minute um yeah so i i do want to hear your thoughts on uh some of what's going on technically so our minute starts uh with blanc marta elliot and wagner uh going into the hallway that leads up to harlan's study uh and walking down to uh the first thing that we have is marta uh walking over to the window and swinging it open so what what i noticed studying this minute is that uh in the background at the beginning of this minute you can hear the family yelling at each other um Mm -hmm. and you could at the end of the previous minute too and but as marta opens the secret window the the music kind of tingles and you know mm-hmm. gets kind of magical and you can't hear them argue anymore so it's it's mm. like the audioscape has shifted into from the the wildness of the house to let's get serious detective work yeah yeah it definitely pulls you in and and draws your attention like okay we're going to to watch the scene now that i agree about like the uh, almost magical like quality of the uh, the music that's played. It's just kind of like like you're opening a door to to a new place, and the place is detective work. Yes, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, it it really just sort of uh, isolates the scene away from what's happening in the house, and we get to see Blanc uh, as we noted uh, doing some some detective work uh so he uh he pops a jeweler's loop out of his pocket and gets down on the carpet to uh find traces of dried mud but he took off his Uh, shoes too that's that's another detail so that he could get on the carpet without like tracking anything else on there Um, yeah yeah he's just he's, he's just on it he's just on it i love it yeah well i mean we we've uh you know we've seen uh, him try well marta uh uh deliberately uh with the the footsteps in the actual mud uh and he seems to be on his game about okay you know 
no one accidentally disturbed this scene uh you know sort of orders everyone to like don't step on the carpet stand on the <laughs> stand to the side i'm gonna take my shoes off and get down and and look at some mud he's going to preserve a crime scene <laughs> right yeah if, if it's the last thing he does <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened he's like i've got a crime scene it doesn't seem to yet have been spoiled let's go <laughs> uh so he uh he notes that you know there are traces of dried mud marta asks footprints nervous um and he uh you know clarifies i assume to her uh relief that no these are just traces and uh to sort of back that up lieutenant elliot uh then chimes in you know depending on when this was clean this could be from any time uh so what do you think of marta's behavior during this scene i i again like how how cool she's trying to play it like <laughs> right. she knows it's her mud and mm-hmm. she knows that that you know Every clue is pointing, not necessarily to her, but she knows it's pointing to her. And right. instead of like flailing around or being like, it becoming like a comedy of errors, like something like Clue, uh, where it could just be kind of a screwball thing, like oh, you know, I right. dropped this and oh, I fell and on oh my, I've stepped on the thing. I wasn't listening to you, like. Right. Uh, keep doing that. Like, yeah, sure, she pretends to go in the mud, but she doesn't like overplay it. This is another scene right, of her yeah. underplaying how her fear, and she's not letting this fear like take control of her. She's still like very calm about it all, and I, it just, I think that that that's part of the genius of this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's you know it's interesting how she's i mean to her this is all uh to the character marta uh like she's trying to deal with things that in the like few minutes that harlan was coming up with this plan were just not possible to account for and he i mean he says that when he comes up with the plan there are things that i'm sure i've left out it'll be fine and she just kind of still trusts that okay I'm just going to trust that Harlan, his plan is going to work and this is going to be okay. Uh, and also she doesn't have an option to lie because <laughs> she physically can't. Uh, but I, I agree about the, uh, you know, underplaying it. We talked uh, in yesterday's episode about, uh, you know, the decision to cut out a, uh, a section where she would have uh, drawn attention to the bit of trellis and tried to, get Blanc to you know ignore it uh here i mean she's there's not much she can do uh especially now that it's you know we're inside we're at a crime scene elliot and wagner are there as well uh she's just got to kind of stand there and look very very nervous uh uh, and you know that that bears out because Blanc uh immediately then points to uh there's obvious scuffs of mud on the exterior of the window uh which would be unlikely to be there if this were uh old traces of dried mud Mm -hmm. uh so yeah we we end that scene with uh blanc sort of requesting that uh the mud be analyzed uh predicting that it will match uh the samples leading up to the trellis and and noting really what this means for his understanding of the mystery here yeah it 
part of it, like, it, it calls into question all the questioning that he's done so far to the family. Because, like, now it could be that they never saw the killer get up there. But it yeah. also could mean that they... I mean, did they not know about the secret window? Like, there's a lot of 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 further questions maybe that Blanc has because of yeah because of this revelation. And I think that's that's a a really interesting thing to point out because I I think you know we're trying to draw the distinction between. I mean, we we spoke yesterday about how detail focused Benoit Blanc is, how he's willing to admit, like, I don't understand what's going on there. We need to go investigate that. I think it's entirely possible that other members of the family might not know that that exists. Like (laughs) I, I I see no evidence that most of the members of the family are all that like detail oriented. Uh, even, you know, there, there's some discussion about, uh, uh, with Linda uh, specifically about uh, Harlan's propensity for games and how, you know, uh, he would want you to play a game or look for a thing. Uh, but everyone else just sort of, you know, seems to, I don't know. I, I, I don't see that curiosity. Yeah. Uh, and, and the shame of it is that it's apparently from one of the books, like Wagner knows right. that, that it's, you know, from a kill for all seasons and yes yes so like the fact that the family may not know about it is uh except for yeah um i pres- i would presume i i feel like we're meant to presume that walt has at least read harlan's books right that's the I that's don't the know thing that that's the case that may be part else. of the the joke is that the family may not know about this window because they don't really read their dad's stuff like even the publisher (laughs) right yeah it's just sort of a okay well this is you know he does his thing and this is how we have money and and i wonder if like i i i'm i'm now writing in my i'm now writing thromby books in my in my mind here of him (laughs) like deliberately leaving messages for his children in the text And like, yeah, like waiting for them to like acknowledge, <laughs> you know, like dad, I really appreciated that you shared this thing, you know, in your book or whatever, but they don't read it. So right. it just kind of is like, right. <laughs> that, that could have led up to what is happening with the rest of this movie where all of this other, all of the things that have happened to affect the contents of the will are just like, you know what? Last straw. They, they, <laughs> they haven't been reading my books. They don't seem to care, and now I found out all these terrible things. Yeah, it, it's done. I I do uh, also uh, just pulling back to the opening of the trick window. Anytime we see uh, Trooper Wagner get very very excited, I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> yes, like him being like, oh, it's a, it's from a kill for all seasons. Like he, I don't know, for some reason I just find him really endearing. He's uh, he's in, the type of character movie. that. If there was a stage play version, I used to do, you know, plays and musicals and stuff. And I was always Mm -hmm. the, you know, the kind of clueless comic relief. I feel like that's the character that I would get cast as is the the overexcited. So in that in that trailer that we uh, that we did to promote the show, uh, Mm -hmm. I picked 
I picked him specifically <laughs> so that I could kind of live that, like the imagined, you know, play uh, theatrical version that maybe Ryan will yeah. write someday. And the fact I'm disappointed he didn't during all this downtime during the pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, uh, I, I recall him from uh, some other Ryan Johnson uh, really projects. I, I uh, yeah, he's been in, uh, he was in Looper. He was in Last Jedi. He was in Brick. Uh, I, I think the what? the thing I remember him from is Brick. But uh, yeah, no, Segan. I I think he does a really fantastic job with this role. Just like not even like it's it's interesting because often when you think you know sort of comic relief, it's not he's not incompetent. He's just a big fanboy. He's a big and fan I, I really boy. love how that. Yeah, I he, love fanboys. Like, I'm a fanboy. I <laughs> exactly. Know, I would do the same kind of thing. And I like that he's yeah. not just a fanboy of the books. Like he's almost a fanboy of of blank too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very excited throughout the film. Like I'm doing a case with Benoit Blanc, and we've got, you know, all this stuff ha- stuff happening, and that's from this book that Harlan wrote. He, yeah, I I love that character. Um, so for for today's question, it, it's sort of a. I want to get your opinion on your general feelings about murder mystery films and murder mysteries in general. So murder mysteries were a genre that never really excited me before. Like I was Mm. never into Agatha Christie or, or anything like that. Um, So that's part of the reason why I was so excited for this movie is that maybe, you know, Ryan Johnson could be the guy who really, you know, gets me into this thing. Yeah. And I mean, he did, it worked. (laughs) right like you know i like clue which isn't really i mean obviously it's got five different endings like it's sure yeah you know there's there's not really a mystery for you to solve as a person i i did appreciate i appreciated kenneth bronagh's murder on the orient express more than i expected um because you know i just like oh he's just doing this just to cast himself as one of his favorite characters well i you know i actually thought it was it was really well made and really well put together yeah and you know i didn't know what the the the, the mystery was going to be or what the twist was going to be or anything like that so right. i'm i'm now more interested in murder mysteries than i was before um hmm. and because of knives out <laughs> yeah yeah and i think uh, i i think there is like an extent to which i totally buy that uh, part of the reason for <laughs> remaking Murder on the Orient Express was Kenneth Branagh wants to have a really cool mustache to wear, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just going to walk around a Sporo. Uh, yeah, I. So I guess uh, one thing to ask: What is your thought of? I, I feel like this movie really balances the fact that much of you know the the when we think of murder mystery, the, the person I think of is Agatha Christie. Which, obviously, because Agatha Christie was writing at a time where, you know, there weren't necessarily cell phones, uh, all of that. (laughs) I I feel like that feeling is in Knives Out, even though this is taking place in the modern day, just because of the grandeur of the mansion and how Harlan has decided to decorate it. Yeah, it feels very old-fashioned, even though they're talking about, you know, know, rights to the books and you know right, how it needs yeah. to go digital and all that kind of stuff um yeah i mean i it's definitely like a it's 
that's it's got to be a problem with writing a modern murder mystery, right? You've got different kinds of evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like Knives Out really does a great job of explaining why. Yeah, without, you know, explaining like, oh, you know, dad was a Luddite. And so we don't have, you know, right. he didn't have any cell phones. And, you know, it, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just, and, and there's no, you know, oh, we're, you know, way out in the boonies and there's no signal. And so this piece of evidence right, yeah. doesn't count, you know, it, right. it's just a simple story that that gets more complicated as the movie goes on. Yeah. And I really yeah. appreciate it for that. <laughs> it's it's I mean, I I do think this is a really great um introduction to if you if you haven't been into murder mysteries and it it sounds like you agree that this is a very good start to uh, you know appreciating the genre uh overall. Yeah, and and I think that it it plays with what I understand the tropes of a murder mystery to be. Like at this right, point yeah. in the movie, we already know how he died. Right. Like so, that's not normal, and and it's something that that maybe we'll talk about later this week. Something I think that that Ryan Johnson does really well uh, about tropes. Yeah, I mean that is that is definitely a uh, a detail that you know in a lot of murder mysteries, I I. No is is not there. It feels almost uh, Columbo-y in a sense <laughs> that, you know, in it, in an episode of Columbo, the first thing the audience discovers is like, this is what happened. And the story is about Columbo figuring that out here. Oh. We know what happened with Harlan. And the story is at this point kind of is Blanc going to figure that out and... Uh, catch marta right it is like we're on the side of the person who believes herself to be responsible for harlan's death and and at this point it, i kind of want both of them to succeed yeah yeah like you don't it's, know which side you want to be on like right he he's definitely a i i don't know that i would say that he's that blanc is the antagonist but he's certainly like his his interests are at this point opposed to marta mm-hmm. so it's well i we'll talk about how that resolves yeah uh, over the next uh next few minutes and the next uh several weeks that this will be <laughs> uh this podcast will be continuing so uh is there anything else that you wanted to uh talk about with this minute no i, I think we've got it all all right well uh is there uh let's see um is there anything that you'd like to uh, to plug at the end here? Yeah, um, you can uh, follow my Star Wars visual comparisons project at Star Wars mm-hmm. VizComp on Twitter, and uh, you'll find me. Well, at this point, retweeting uh, <laughs> uh, moments that I've shared from the original trilogy that are have been changed over the years, whether for good or for bad and find my pleas for the release of the original versions. All right. And uh, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you for joining me on uh, today's episode. Uh, and uh, thanks uh, for listening. Uh, so uh, please make sure to follow Knives Out Minute at Knives Out Minute on Twitter. Uh, if you could take a moment and uh, rate and review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that and we'll be back tomorrow.